If God was going to write a letter to his creation, what do you think it would look like? That's what we want to answer today on Rooted Daily. Welcome to Rooted Daily, the podcast where in 10 minutes or less, each day we root you in the Bible so you can grow with God. I'm Brandon Levy, and we talk all the time about what the Bible looks like. But what should it look like? I mean, if God was going to speak to mankind, what would be the identifying markers of that word? If we're going to root ourselves in this book, we need to know, really know, if the book we're holding in our hands is just another book from the shelf, a good bestseller, or is it the actual breath of God? Can we really trust that this book is what it says it is? The word of the almighty, perfect, and loving God. And the first step to finding that out is to see if it fits the description of what God's word should look like. Now, if I closed my eyes and pretended the Bible wasn't already in front of me, now I had to imagine God was writing a letter that he was going to send to his creation. There are four things I would expect to see. I would expect that letter would be unique. If God wrote it, there wouldn't be another letter quite like it. It would be accurate, God's all-knowing, so any letter he wrote is going to be accurate and precise. It would be supernatural in the sense that it would tell us things that only a God above nature could know. And finally, it would be transformative. God would write this letter to radically change the lives of the people who read it. God wouldn't waste his time just writing a really good history book or a really nice psychology textbook. It would be a letter designed to turn people's worlds upside down and how they understood him. And that's what I would expect the word of God to look like. Now the question is, does this book fit that description? Let's start with the first. The Bible is unique. It's different from all other books. It has no equal. The Bible is unique in its composition. It was written over a period of 1,500 years in three languages, Hebrew, Aramaic, Greek, on three continents, Asia, Africa, Europe. It was written by 40 plus different writers, all from different walks of life. There are kings and military leaders and peasants and poets and fishermen and prophets and statesmen and priests and scribes, scholars, shepherds, fig pickers, even uh, an IRS agent, a tax collector right? And yet it fits together perfectly. The Bible is unique in its circulation. It's the most published book in history. We think there's about 6 billion Bibles sold. And I think if God was going to write a book, it wouldn't be one that sat in the back room of bookstores never to be picked up. That book would be uh, wide in its circulation. The Bible is unique in its translations. The, the full Bible's in uh, 682 languages right now. At this very moment, an army of thousands are at work to translate the Bible into the world's remaining languages. In fact, work is in progress in 2,500 additional languages right now. And the Bible is unique in its survival. You would think throughout history, uh, there have been enough people who aren't too happy with God's people that they would just burn the book and, and get rid of us, right? Be done with us. And they've tried. Over and over they've tried. But as much as they've tried, this book is still on more shelves than any other one. If God were to write a book, I imagine it would look a lot like that. It would be unique. 
different from all others, having no equal. And second, if God were to write a book, it would have to be accurate. And we know the Bible is accurate historically. The Bible's a perfect history. Let me give you just one example. That's all I have time for. For years, critics of the Bible kept pointing to a people group mentioned uh, several times in the Old Testament, a nation called the Hittites. And the secular historian said, well, there's no such group of people that ever existed. There's no record of them. This is purely fictional. There's no, there's no uh, uh, evidence of these people anywhere. The Bible is bad history. Then in 1906, archeologists unearthed not only evidence that the Hittite nation once existed, but they located their capital city, 40 other key cities that made up the Hittite empire. You know, even though the Bible was not written specifically as a history book, it is the best history book there is. And if it's accurate about history, we can see at another time how it's accurate about everything else too. Third, the Bible is a supernatural. And what I mean by that, I'm not talking about ghosts and goblins. It's that the Bible knows stuff that only God could know, things beyond what we can understand naturally. There are hundreds of biblical prophecies that have been fulfilled, specifically and meticulously through the centuries. But let's look at just one, just to show how awesome this is in Ezekiel 26. Ezekiel predicts the fall of the city of Tyre. The prophet Ezekiel predicted that the king of Babylon, Nebuchadnezzar, would destroy the city in chapter 26, verse 7 and 8 in the book of Ezekiel, that many nations would come up against Tyre, that's in verse 3 of chapter 26, that the city would be leveled and scraped clean like a bare rock, chapter 26, verse 4, and that the city's stones and timbers and soil would be cast into the sea, verse 12, that the surrounding area would become a place for the spreading of fishermen's nets, chapter 26, verse 5. And finally, the city never again would be rebuilt to its former glory, verse 14. Well, guess what? Secular history records that each one of those predictions came true. Tyre was a coastal city, had a somewhat unusual arrangement. Uh, in addition to an inland city, there was an island about three-fourths of a mile offshore. And Nebuchadnezzar besieged the mainland city in 586 BC, uh, but when he finally was able to take the city uh, in about 573 BC, his victory was hollow because he, he did not know that the inhabitants had left the city and moved to the island, a situation that remained virtually unchanged for the next 241 years. Then in 332 BC, Alexander the Great conquered the city, but it was hard to get to the island. He literally had his army scrape clean the inland city of all their building timbers and their stones and their dirt. And then he dumped all of that material into the ocean, building a land bridge to the island. But even though Alexander the Great inflicted a lot of damage on the city, it still remained intact. In fact, it, it waxed and it waned for the next uh, 1600 years or so until finally, in 1291 AD, the Muslims thoroughly crushed Tyre. The city never regained its position of wealth and power, and the prophet Ezekiel looked 1900 years into the future and predicted that the city of Tyre would be a bald rock where fishermen gathered to open their nets. And that's exactly what history records as having happened. And you can visit it today and see only a small colony of people existing there 
And guess what the people still do for a living? They fish with nets. You know, there's a book that lays out uh, the odds of that by Peter Stoner. Uh, and they're conservative probabilities. It's hard to measure all of this, but Ezekiel could guess with that level of accuracy about one in 75 million chances. You are twice as likely to be killed on the ground by an airplane during your lifetime than to make the same number of predictions Ezekiel made and then have them all come true. You know, the Bible is a supernatural book. And if you still don't think so, you may want to watch out for falling airplanes. And finally, the Bible's transformational. It, it transforms lives. It, it seems to know exactly what we need to do to have joy and peace and hope and purpose and freedom. How does it do that? How can this book know people, know you, know me so well? I mean, at times it understands me better than I understand myself. It's because this book was written by the one who created us, who knows everything about us. It's because this isn't just any old dusty book on the shelf. It is the word of God, his very breath. And if that truly is what this book is, the word of the almighty, perfect and loving God, then it is the answer we need. It is God's way of telling us that he loved us so much that he sent his son Jesus to live with us and teach us and then die like us so that whoever believes in him will not die but have eternal life. The Bible has the answer, and that's it. If you believe in Jesus because of God, you can spend eternity with him. That's news that transforms us when it truly sinks into our lives. This is God's letter to you, so maybe you should open it. That'll do it for this episode of Rooted Daily. I cannot wait to sit down and open up God's word with you next time. Thank you for watching this episode of Rooted Daily. We're praying that you are growing with us as we study the Bible and use God's word as our only foundation. If you appreciate this content and you want to make sure that others see it, subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app and hit the share button. Most importantly, if you are ready to take the next step to repent, be baptized, and hand over your life to Jesus, let's talk today. Just send me a text to 317 207-2734.